0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 142 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. And I don't know about you, but I'm in a post-church retreat mode that always feels like a bit of a letdown. This was by far my busiest retreat ever with taping the podcast with our special guest Leclerc Litchfield, the cozy cafe Saturday night, helping my wife with the prayer experience, setting it up, turning it down. So I'm just wondering if anyone else is feeling like maybe adding Thursday. As an option as a, you know as an option or an add-on to our normal retreat thing next church retreat would be a good idea we,
1: fi- we figured out why retreat seemed extra relaxed this year it did yeah oh my gosh it's, I, I It's because <laughs> it's because there was no pressure of getting back to go to school on Monday Ooh. it was president's day
0: that's true it and was so
1: we had to be able to stay late in the day on Sunday and just took advantage of the whole day and yeah we're not in any big rush we can't arrange that probably ever never, again. Every, <laughs> it will never work yeah. out. But what about a Thursday? Well, Thursday could work Yeah, Even if you didn't want to come Thursday night, you could, we could start activities at like midday on Friday or something. So,
0: yeah. But I mean, if you were to get there, like, uh, long you have to you, work. If you out, got Thursday, the
1: money, honey, you can you stay, the, you stay as long oh, as you want. <laughs> see, there you go. People start
0: saving now for next year. That's right. All right. Well, last week as already mentioned was our church retreat edition. And it was a really good conversation and a quick audience Q and A with Lich in the afternoon. So if you haven't listened to that, don't forget to catch up. Man, why is it, Andy, when you turn off the mic? Anyone else? Anyone yeah, else? Yeah. You stop recording and then all of a sudden all the questions it, it, came out. Right. Probably should have fired that back up, but it would have been a long episode it, yeah, it would if been we'd have been done long. for everything. But you did get a little bit of taste of that environment. All right. Andy, you've been a pastor for a couple of years. Yeah, just a couple. A couple. And surely you have some insight into worship, some of which you shared, right?
1: <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> okay. Where's this going?
0: Why is worship so synonymous with a church service and that it can only happen within the walls of a place of worship only on Sabbath or Sunday for the, our other Christian friends? How has our interpretation and accepted practice become so narrow in focus
1: that Prob- it happens that way? Probably probably by selfish church leaders um, that want to corral all the worship. <laughs> Worship
0: hoarding? is cause, that yeah,
1: worship porting? Because really, worship is designed to be twenty four seven activity. Uh, it should really encompass our whole lives, and so thinking about it and only thinking about it in relationship to being in a church building, uh, singing and. Praying and having the spoken word and some <laughs> prayers. And that's a great thing. Uh, there's something about coming together in corporate worship you can't get by yourself. Right. Yeah. Uh, that there are people that see the same way I do. This, I'm not crazy. This is, this does make <laughs> sense. There's, all these people could be on the wrong page together at the same time. Yeah. And so it, that reassurance that you're worshiping God and it's a good thing comes in the corporate setting. You can't get that going out and sitting on a rock. You know, the woods somewhere. Sure, but you'll get a different kind of worship experience. Maybe doing that, and how do how do we take time to think intentionally about our worship so that when we're driving to work, it's a worship experience, and when we're you know coming home, and when we're having a meeting and (laughs) driving to work
0: as a worship experience. I don't know who we're worshiping on (laughs) I four,
1: but I often wonder. Well, it's it's just having that mindfulness to where we focus our attention because all we have is our attention.
0: Now, when you say worshiping 24-7, that's not a new concept to me. No. And probably not to a lot of people. But the concept that I hear people talk about or respond with when you say Mm 24-7 is now we're getting into something that is liturgical. It's something new age. It's something – What's the word? I can't it just just
1: Contemplative.
0: Yes. Yeah. And all these different things where it's like, oh, you're into the feel good stuff. Yeah. It's not real. I mean, the 24-7 thing is something that was made up by these new agers <laughs> that are seeking something that isn't really there or attainable so, or it's of the dark side. So tell me what this, if, tell me that this is biblical.
1: If worship in essence is surrendering my will to the fathers, it's focusing on him, focusing on Jesus, focusing on the Holy Spirit and saying, your way is right. That's, I want your way in my life. What actually time of day <laughs> or night should we not be that way? Yeah. And so it's really more of a, a state of mind and practicing the presence, uh famous Andrew Murray, you know, that yeah. thing. And that's really, I think that's the kind of worship life we want. Because if our quality of personal experience at corporate worship is directly connected, the quality of our private worship experience. Absolutely, yeah. And so yeah. if I'm not connecting with God, I'm not paying any attention all week long, and I just try to show up and give all my attention on Saturday morning or Sunday morning, as you said, that's, that's really not optimizing my worship experience. If I'm practicing serenity to God, paying Him attention, seeking His will all during the week, now I come with a group of people that now we get this corporate experience. It's, it's sort of like being in a choir versus singing a solo. So we can sing in the shower all week by ourselves, and that's can be a pleasant or unpleasant experience, depending on your ability to carry a tune, I guess. But there's something qualitatively different about singing even the exact same song by yourself in your car and singing yeah. it with 40 people in a group that are all harmonizing and with great accompaniment. It's the same way with worship. Our corporate experience is an enhanced development from our private.
0: To me, that's almost like song service. You know, mm-hmm. if you're sometimes if you've had one of those weeks where you're like, yeah, I really wasn't connecting with God mm-hmm. all, all that much this week. To me, those are the weeks when you come to corporate worship where you sit or stand as it is most cases. That you really get something additional from that when that's almost trying to replace. You're almost trying to use that as a replacer for (laughs) what you didn't do all week. Right. And I find myself struggling more and more on those weeks at church where it's like, man, what am I supposed to be getting out of this? Right. Right. You might know the songs, you might even anticipate some things in the message, but the things don't seem to hit home
1: as much when you haven't been in that place throughout the week. I use the illustration sometimes that people come to worship service and sometimes they'll have that very expression, I'm not getting much out of this, or this this doesn't really scratch where I itch, or it's really not my flavor kind of thing. And that becomes intolerable if we haven't had private worship all week. Yeah. So it's it's, it's sort of like, like, I love mushroom soup. I would love really good mushroom and barley. Oh, Ronnie's restaurant in Orlando used to make the best. Anyway. Mushroom and barley mushroom, soup. Mushroom, yeah. Mm. So if, I, if I've been eating mushroom and barley soup for lunch on Tuesday and had it again for supper on Wednesday or Thursday and had some more Friday morning and I get to church and they only serve tomato bisque. I'm disappointed, but I'm not overwhelmed because I've had my mushroom and barley throughout the week. So if it's not exactly my perfect flavor, my favorite flavor, maybe even what I don't like, I can manage that much better and I can still engage in worship. Whereas if I haven't been worshiping throughout the week, I haven't been infilling during the week, then if I come to the weekend and it doesn't match my super preferences, then I'm all disgruntled like, I just didn't get anything out of this today. Well, yeah, you didn't because you weren't teeing up the ball all week to get ready to get... To get it ready.
0: Hmm, That makes sense. But just so we're clear, worshiping 24-7 is biblical. Oh, yeah. And it is something that God calls us to do and to be a part of. Okay, we're good with that. So maybe we look at this the wrong way (laughs) because I think that I understand the 24-7. I think I understand what we're supposed to be doing. So I'm like, why doesn't this happen more often for more people? And I think it seems like we don't want to commit, whether we would openly admit it or not, to a constant worship of God because we feel like we'd be missing out on something. We've got FOMO. Mm-hmm. But we've got FOMO for something that this world has to offer us. Man, if I'm spending all that time just worshiping, am I missing a new TV show? Sure. Am I missing this activity, this activity? So let's refocus on the opposite. What are we missing out on when we only commit to part-time or sporadic weekly worship, not twenty four seven. What are we missing out on? And from God, is it blessings? Is it yeah? Well,
1: what I, is it? It's probably a whole host of things. Blessings is a good word. What does that mean exactly? But <laughs> yeah, but it's a lot like um, what are you missing out on if you don't work out? Okay, hmm. yeah, because working out's not always fun. Um, you know <laughs> rarely <right>? <laughs> <laughs> and but you know that if you miss your physical activity that you need for to be as optimally healthy that there's a loss to your day you don't maybe you might feel as energetic you might feel a little more drowsy yeah uh, and really the same is true about where we put our attention if we focus our attention on trivial Fluff of maybe entertainment. Uh, nothing wrong with entertainment, but right. but uh, recreation is a better preference because uh, recreation is recreating, whereas entertainment is just so that you can veg out and consume. But if we're just taking in the fluff, we probably won't feel as invigorated by it. There may be may face temptation differently. Mm. A crisis comes up in our day, and if we're not been connecting with God, giving Him our attention. He may not be our go-to solution. We may we may start running through a whole other Rolodex of, yeah. of what our, our, our ideas might be on how to solve a problem. Whereas if we've been giving God our attention, we have a natural go-to. We have an, an asset to, for solutions of problems, for dealing with crisis of hurt feelings or bad communication mm-hmm. or all kinds of things. Sorry. Well, I like how you just tied that to temptation because
0: I wasn't thinking about that specifically. But as soon as those words came out of your mouth... Absolutely. I think we probably all can realize this when we really think about it honestly. Those times when we're not connecting with God, or we haven't spent any time, and then your favorite sin, or even one that comes out of the blue, (laughs) when it reaches you, you're just like, well, I know I'm going to do it anyway, so I may as well just do it. But on days when you've been in connection with God, and you feel like you have that open line open, or even during the week, even if it wasn't a great week, but it was a pretty good week with a couple, Mm -hmm. immediately... For me, I think, oh man, you know, you know
1: why that, why yeah. that,
0: and why that now, and what's happening with me that I am thinking about this, and I think I only think, oh, why this, why am I thinking yeah. about this if I've been talking to God, and not even sure. about that, about right. something else, but otherwise it's just like an open uh, channel, yeah, the yeah. open channel,
1: and, and, and I think I, that makes a lot of sense. It really, it really does, and that whole ability to be able to have a go-to, make it a line of first defense versus the last resort. <laughs> scripture says that whoever calls the name of the Lord will be saved. He'll deliver whoever calls on him. And oftentimes, if we've not been in communication, like you say, our favorite sin comes along, and <laughs> he will deliver if we call upon the name of the Lord. That's just the promise from Scripture. Yeah. And usually, the problem is, is that we are already setting ourselves up For the sin, Sin, as opposed to thinking about trying to get out of it. Um, We're trying to figure out how can we get into it and get forgiveness quick. Uh, (laughs) But to call upon the name of the Lord and ask for him to deliver us in whatever situation is more likely if we're giving him our attention on a more regular basis. I like that because we
0: just answered my next question because I was thinking about this from someone. I know a lot of people, I used to be this person, that have never considered Like, hey, I should be worshiping God all the time and in finding ways to make that happen. And I think we've just given you some of those. And then you might be asking yourself, what does that look like? I mean, I'm busy. I got a thousand different things to do. (laughs) You know, this better be good for me to make this seemingly large investment of my time, which I'm already short on, to be in this 24-7 relationship with God.
1: I think it's a little bit at the risk of sounding sacrilegious. I do not mean that prayer is talking to yourself. Um, so let me, let me just say that first, <laughs> Okay, but really it's the ability to have that ongoing in your head conversation with God about, Hey, the traffic's bad this morning, or, you know, yeah. I, why well, I didn't sleep very well? I wonder what my day is going to be like, and I'm going to need your assistance more maybe than I would have had slept a little more, <laughs> you know, there's yeah. familial issues like how the kids are doing, how your spouse is doing, or a parent that's ailing and that when anything comes up. That the input you seek is the input from God versus just walling in your own thoughts, thoughts. and trying to f- make sure you can figure out your way. Yeah. Uh,
0: your self realization goes way up. Mm-hmm. I feel like the weeks and the days that you do God yeah. and you do things right, <laughs> or you do things right, I can't add God to that. God <laughs> always does things right. But when you choose to be in contact with God, your self realization about the sin that we talked sure. about, like, oh, the kids, the family, the drive, realization that I do need your help becomes so much more, so you become so more, much more self-aware and so much quicker to say, whoa, God, sure. you, you got to help with this because this is not
1: going <laughs> well at all. And some of the Eastern religions, the more uh, rigorous practice of mindfulness, they often are talking about like, with breathing, that you just you know breathe mm, and pay attention yeah. to your breath so your mind can be at rest from other things. And to take moments of that to clear space so you can give attention to God is a great spiritual exercise then. Um, Ooh, you know, That's, that's to, a tough one. To try to empty ourselves so that we can be on some other kind of plane. That, that may be more problematic in our Christian walk. <laughs> but to be able to say, I want to slow down. I want to get control of my brain for a few minutes so that I can focus and give attention to God is a really healthy thing.
0: However you can do that yourself, I mean, however that makes sense to your mind Mm -hmm. to do, I think is is helpful. So, Andy, you talked about – you referenced how Chuck Swindoll – once described how a scientist suggested an interesting analogy describing our solar system, and it was brilliant. We don't have time to go into that. So the reason I bring it up is please click the link in today's show notes to watch Andy's message and listen to
1: that description. It's brilliant and humbling all at once. It's, it was incredible to me. It was. That, I mean, that our galaxy ends up being a five-mile diameter thing, and the, the next, the nearest star... Is six thousand seven hundred miles away. It's, it's amazing, amazing.
0: It's crazy. So part of the the beauty of it was in the description mm-hmm. of the plane and yeah. all this stuff. So go back and listen to the message, and if you missed it, and check out that description because it's absolutely amazing. And then you posed a question that we might ask as we ponder that thing and and how we should live lives in worship and what our response should be. And this is a kind of a paraphrase of a couple of ideas. So if you want the full version, you're going to have to watch <laughs> the message. You said, the right response isn't to try and shrink God to our understanding. We imagine we are supposed to understand. Seems logical. We think we ought to be able to fit God into our understanding. But His thoughts are not our thoughts and His ways are not our ways. Making sense of the full majesty of God is beyond us. He is infinite and we are finite. The right response to all that God is and all that God has done and all that God is doing and all that God will do, it is the response of all... Offering our whole lives, our very bodies as living, breathing sacrifices of praise and worship to our God. And he then went on to quote the definition of true worship in Kathleen Chapman's book Teaching Kids Authentic Worship, where she defines it by saying, true worship is adoring God alone without ever mentioning yourself. (laughs) How should that definition manifest itself in us that we can be more easily maybe, or answered, or when talking about traditional corporate worship, or maybe our devotional and prayer time. But what about our daily lives, the waking hours? How does that manifest adoring God alone without ever mentioning yourself? Because I think the other ones, we kind of know a little (laughs) bit how to do it, but just like what we're talking about, this free time that we're going to worship God, how do we put that into our lives? I
1: think that so much of our relationship to God in conversation, even in our devotional reading world, is looking for what I can get what I need. We go to God like Santa Claus a little bit with our (laughs) wish list of, you know, I like to overcome this temptation. I like to have this kind of victory in my life. I would like to have this kind of resources coming into my bank account. I like to, you know, whatever we want to tell God we'd like to have. This is all this big wish list. As opposed to going to God and saying, my Lance, you are the awesome God. You're without beginning and without end. And just to ponder that for a second, all of a sudden my problems – my wish list becomes much less significant. Yeah, you know That God, I know that you are the God who is interested in every detail of my life. More than I understand, you want what's best for me. Well, now what am I, I going to ask for? I don't even know what the right thing to ask for is. <laughs> it, becomes, it moves to a whole trust level of saying, God, I want what you want for me. Yeah. And that works into a surrender and a true life of worship with him. But that's focusing on him as opposed to focusing on me. And I think it's a great exercise. I don't think I encourage anybody to do this since we started the podcast. So if you've never done it before, sit down and try to write a prayer to God and don't ask for anything and don't talk about you at all.
0: Ooh. Don't, don't ask for anything and don't talk about you at all. Well, there you have a challenge.
1: Um, Which may be a real short prayer. <laughs> <laughs> start naming God's characteristics and thank him for who he is. And oh, my lands, you start listing his qualities And it's a pretty exciting prayer.
0: One of my pastors, and religion teacher when I was in the academy, Norm Kinney, he once told us, stop praying for the grocery list. You know, pray to God. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's all he would say. And so he sent us with an assignment to just write this out. And it was, I mean, it was hilarious because some people obviously didn't take, we were were in (laughs) high school, right? Not everyone took it seriously. But he said, all you have to say is, God, I love you. Yeah. He's like, that's a good enough prayer. He's like, that is all about, you know, you and God and and your love. And he's like,
1: just thank you will work too. (laughs) Yeah. And he's
0: like, if that feels weird, it's because you just haven't learned to just pray love, you know, to God. You know, one of our FHC takeaways this week asked, how important is it for you to have the background information to understand why you are supposed to do something? Now, I think we covered a lot of whys and (laughs) answered some things today about why this might be a good idea. But just speaking for myself, it's been something in the past that was so important that I couldn't even concentrate on the question Mm. unless I understood the why. And if the why didn't make sense, there was no way I was ever going to do what I was supposed to do because it just didn't make sense.
1: That's why I never learned algebra. Oh, thank you.
0: I, I knew we were
1: kindred. The teacher, the teacher never could answer why. You know, <laughs> numbers make numbers. Letters don't make numbers. <laughs> Wait, I'm, uh, I'm going to go in my old age someday and, and uh, audit an algebra class and learn this stuff.
0: <laughs> That's amazing because kindred spirits think alike, and I'm just like,
1: it never made yeah. anything. Uh, geometry I could see. But algebra didn't make any sense. (laughs) No, no, I like that.
0: So because just like algebra, so many things, particularly with God, cannot be definitively answered in a black and white one plus one equals two type of formula that make us feel all warm and fuzzy and comforted that we have it figured out. Even if we have some light of knowledge, how arrogant is it of us to think we truly understand these mysteries Mm -hmm. of God? So I've since decided that I'm not nearly as smart as I think I am. When it comes to many things in this world, let alone when it comes to the mysteries of God. So I try to look at these things with an open mind from all sides. And let God push me as much as he can where I need to go.
1: You're already taking Paul's counsel in the next verse after our scripture from this, this last week. It's where he says, don't, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. So you're, you're no, already stepping down from we're, that. That's we're good. trying. We're trying.
0: <laughs> well, you know, if you come up with a small prayer that Andy gave you the challenge, <laughs> do share it with us. And, you know, we can leave it anonymous so it's not yeah. awkward for you. Send a text or a voicemail, 407-965-1607 or podcast at hospitalchurch.org. If you leave a voicemail, we'll disguise your voice and we'll actually (laughs) play it on the podcast all right our final thoughts were from andy's message where he quoted william barclay and he said real worship is the offering of everyday life to him not something transacted in a church but something which sees the whole world as the temple of the living god and i thought if there was a better way to leave us with that to just think about this week and to ponder as we consider some changes we might need to make that might be everything we need Upcoming this week, we Doctor
1: Jim Hart. Uh, he's the president of the Weber Institute for Worship Studies in Jacksonville, where oh, okay. Tammy went to school, actually. Gotcha. And uh, he'll be speaking at both of our services this week as part of our worship conference. Oh, and so that's right. That's uh, yeah, this week. Okay. That's this week. And so he'll yeah. be. I think people will be very. Uh, I've met with. We met with him last week, and got ideas of what he's talking about. And I think you're going to be pleased that you were part of worship. Absolutely. All right. Well, you're not going to want to miss that. So that's going to do it for this week. As always
0: do join us next Wednesday for episode 143. Thanks for listening and have a great week.